Turns out the Philadelphia Eagles were frauds after all. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, football fans, and welcome into your daily breakdown of all the biggest stories from around the National Football League. Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL is here. I am Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola as well. And we are here to break down some of the biggest stories from around the league, including Dallas and Cleveland, the Cowboys and Browns getting absolutely embarrassed in just about the worst ways possible. What is Mike Tomlin's future with the Pittsburgh Steelers? And Turns out, as Luke and Michelle speculated just a couple weeks ago, the Philadelphia Eagles are indeed frauds. Thank you very much for being an everyday or here on the show and for making us your first listen here at Locked on NFL, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on NFL brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free today at LinkedIn.com. Just Locked on NFL terms and conditions apply. Well, Luke, you and Michelle talked about this just a couple of weeks ago, and I think mm-hmm. you called it the Philadelphia Eagles. Turns out they're frauds, man. The loss of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My goodness, the round one bounce. Who saw it coming? Uh, so here's the deal. I'm going to be honest with you, Ross. This was just a week ago. We talked about the Dolphins and the the Eagles as frauds, and I said one wasn't and one was. I forget which is which. You'll have to go listen to that episode. <laughs> I legit forgot which one I liked and which one I didn't. You still open the they conversation, both lost. all right? You still I think Michelle, Michelle said both were frauds, so she gets to take the dub. There you go. There you go. Man, it, it, was, it was a rough showing. 32 to 9, an absolute thumping by the Baker Mayfield-led uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I highlight Baker Mayfield-led because, shout out to Baker Mayfield, not because I think that Baker Mayfield makes them less of a competitor, but if you look at who the Philadelphia Eagles are, the guy that's supposed to make you more of a competitor, Jalen Hurts, was completely held at bay this entire game because Todd Bowles' defense went nuts. At one point, there was uh, pressure on uh, Jalen Hurts an average of two seconds after snaps. Like it was just insane the duress that he was under that entire game. It was hard to find any place where they were going to find the breathing room that they needed to be able to uh, create any kind of distance or generate any kind of production against that Tampa Bay defense. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Like, we got a couple of frauds. We got a division of frauds over. We got, the yeah, NFC the entire East. NFC East. It's out. Yeah, I I think for me, it's more disappointing what happened to Dallas mm-hmm. with the Eagles. Like, look, they, they were so hurt down the stretch. Everybody yeah. was on the injury report. They ran yeah. out of gas. No AJ Brown today. I, I think they had some real existential issues in their offense that aren't the kind of thing that can get fixed midweek. I think they're like genuine structural issues about the way that they use like splits with under center and shotgun. Um, Brett Coleman Mm -hmm. did a video about them a few weeks ago that I think kind of nailed them. And uh, they didn't stop slumping, which if you're familiar with Brett is very uncommon for the exact opposite thing to not happen. Yeah. Uh, When he puts out a video, but like it felt like they got a little bit figured out. And to fix that, you have to like install an entirely new running game from new formations. And you can't do that unless you're in camp. 
So yep. I, I think that they were just kind of cooked at the end and too many injuries, uh, too much stagnation in the offense. It just wasn't going to happen. So they go get the fifth seed. They lose to Tampa and, and now they can kind of go back to the drawing board and say, okay, what went wrong? But I would say if I, if I were, if I were, you know, Howie Roseman or whoever, I wouldn't be feeling like I needed to do anything drastic. I know lockdown yeah. Eagles going insane right now and power <laughs> to them. Go listen to that. Uh, but, but I, I think, I don't know. I, I feel like it's easy enough to keep a level head because there's a lot of things that you like in terms of diagnosing and solving the problem. I think there are a lot of paces you can run through before you start making heads roll. Yeah. And I think some things are going to happen inherently. I mean, look, there's no reason that Matt Patricia should be calling in a defense in 2023, 2024 as NFL. Like he, he, there's, there's no room for him anywhere. And so that's one of those moves that you kind of figure that that's probably going to go away Anyway, I know he's a defensive coordinator. He's there as a senior defensive analyst, but he took over from the play calling duties over on the defensive side. So that's been his responsibility. I don't think that will be the case in 2024. And then uh, uh, Coach Johnson, the former quarterback coach that moved up to being the offensive coordinator there, he's a guy that's now getting all of this kind of head coaching rumbling and all, all these other interviews. He could potentially get hired away. So you're inherently looking for a new defensive play caller. You're inherently looking potentially for a new offensive installer and offensive uh, coordinator. And so does that do enough for you to already feel like, okay, there's an ability to take a fresh start, even with Nick Sirianni still at head coach, can you make a fresh start without having to do anything drastic going into 2024? I do think that that's possible. Yeah, I think absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get a whole new version of the scheme, right? You get a whole bunch yeah. of new brains in there. Say, okay, here's Jalen Hurts. Here's Devonta Smith. Here's AJ Brown. Make something out of it, right? Right. Yeah. Um, not, a, not a bad starting spot to have. And what the Eagles had for so long, and they lost it down the stretch, was the versatility where they could be a, a ground and pound game and they could be a deep threat, yeah. you know, play action kind of team. And they could be a spread offense that relies on quick game. They could do all of that. And I think you've got, you still got all the players that can do all of that. So you can be whatever these new guys want you to be. And you just have to hope that those new guys also don't make a bad decision. Right. Or, or panic. I mean, that was the other thing for me, too, was that I think at one point it was like 21 passes to seven runs or eight runs after a certain point for yeah, Philadelphia. The game. Yeah, yeah, you can't win like that. Like you can't do it, especially yeah. when when you've got two seconds to throw the football. I mean, mm -hmm. you're just playing right into what a Todd Bowles defense wants to do. And you can try to dish off these little short, quick passes and things like that to try to you know, create an over pursuit. But when you've got good tackling corners like Tampa does, you you're okay. Like you're, you're fine with your perimeter game. You've got to be able to attack the middle of the field. And we just never really saw Philadelphia do that. We saw them run the same run plays. We saw them uh, kind of try to throw the same quick throws. And then every now and then they connected on some big play toward the middle of the field, like the big 55 yard connection between uh, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, which really got things finally rolling for them late in the first half. But outside of that, like it just didn't look like Philadelphia Eagles football. And a big part of it was the bad decision-making and then the bad decision-making being magnified by the panic that just set in on Philadelphia. Yeah. And if I may uh, dunk on Miami real quick, sure. too many people <laughs> all season long told me that Miami was, was finally going to see the promised land and see, you know, an elite AFC contention because they took their medicine and they tanked in 2019, right? Forgetting that that led to actual litigation and, and right. like yes, a, a okay. huge black mark on, on the reputation of the <laughs> of the franchise. Right. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a but it was no, a lot I, of people because I'm very anti tank and I'm very loud about that. <laughs> um, 
How's that going, guys? Yeah, you tanked. You got you got your rookie year. So that that draft class, right? The tank draft class, that 2020 yeah. draft class that they essentially torpedoed a season so that they could get Tua and um what's his name? Austin Jackson, the tackle they uh -huh. just resigned, and Noah Igbenogany is not even on the team anymore. Right. Um that was the draft class that you're supposed to say, oh, you know, they took their medicine and they got this draft class. Well, all those rookie deals are up now, right? Yeah. Tua Tagovailoa is 23 mil. He's going to cost 23 mil on his fifth year option. We'll probably get a, a, a contract that's bigger than that in the off season. Austin Jackson already got paid. Everybody else is either gone or is, is going to be gone or needs to get paid. Yeah. Uh, so you, you don't have the, now you've got salary bloat and you have fewer playoff wins than Kirk cousins to show for it. So nice tank. I'm glad dolphins fans had to sit through the, the indignities of the 2019 season and watch their team become the black sheep of the NFL because their team was the one that decided not to be competitive. I hope it was worth it so that you could watch yourselves get absolutely blasted by the chiefs in the wild card round by a real AFC contender that decided not to tank. I'm, I hope it was worth it. Steven Ross. <laughs> Tough. Tough, tough sledding for the Miami Dolphins. That was that was rough to watch. I'm not going to lie, especially me as a as a Miami Dolphins believer uh, going into the season. That was really, really tough. But hey, that's what it's like. That's what it's like. Uh, another team that had it tough on Monday in the afternoon game was supposed to be a Saturday game, but because of torrential snowing, <laughs> uh, <laughs> an absolute blizzard in Buffalo, it got moved to Monday. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers also got thumped against the Buffalo Bills. So what does that mean for Mike Tomlin and his future in Pittsburgh? We're going to be discussing that next as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on NFL. Put a Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on NFL is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn is the place to go to if you are hiring either for your company or just for a small business. Uh, if you're, if you run a small business, LinkedIn understands that, especially if you're running a small business, you have to put on every hat, you have to do everything. And they want to give you tools that can help you like a, a tool that helps you write job descriptions and a tool that can help you narrow down from their over a billion professionals. That is the size of the pool that you are putting your job out to narrow that down to the people that fit you and your company and your needs. And of course it is free to do. If you head on over to linkedin.com slash locked on NFL, you can post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody continuing on with today's episode of locked on NFL. Appreciate you being an everydayer here on the show. Don't forget to go and check out the locked on sports today, 24 seven national sports stream YouTube's First of its kind, you can find it by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today YouTube page today. So, Luke, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, another team that got absolutely obliterated by their competition, dropping 31 to 17. I guess it's not that terrible. I'm, I'm overinflating it a little bit. Very it's much a, happy to be here, Steelers. Yeah, like, yeah, they're like, benching yeah. quarterbacks. They're yeah. hurt. Like, that, very yeah. much like a team that didn't think. We thought the Steelers would be drafting top five. Very much yeah. a team that's like, ah, oh, that's right. Mike Tomlin is incapable of, like, not winning nine games. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so now we've got, what is it? Uh, again, Mike Tomlin continues his streak of 500 or better uh, when it comes to it. 31 to 17 loss bounces him out of the first round of the playoffs this year. But a lot of question marks around Mike Tomlin's future, not because of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but people are asking questions about Mike Tomlin. 
effectively, Tomlin has one year left on his deal, and recording and according to folks like uh, you know Florio and all the others, so you know take that with what you will. Um, the belief is that Tomlin is going to step away after the season is over, spend time wow. with his family to discuss his future, and then decide whether or not or decide what that means. So, could we see Luke a Mike Tomlin, Sean Payton situation? Where he goes away for a year and then comes back to be traded the year after that, after allowing the Pittsburgh Steelers to find a new head coach, and then therefore gets an opportunity to go and see what he can do elsewhere. He's such a Viking. He's a Viking. Oh, but this is, are, this unhappy, is the cosmic... unhappy with Kevin O'Connell. Look, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the deal. I I think it, it it's. I think the Wilfs want to be like the Steelers a lot. I don't uh -huh. think I know that. Like they've said that they like to be, they, they admire um, the Roonies and the stability of the Steelers organization. Yeah, so they don't want to be the team that's like sure. super impatient. They'll always at least give the guy a third year. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, look, if, if they're one in five again, I think we start asking questions, right? Sure. Uh, no, I, 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 who knows where Mike Tomlin's head is at. This is the kind of thing that I, 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 that's news to me before you even told it to me. So I, I don't know what to make of it at all. Um, but Pittsburgh is never going to be the kind of franchise that says this was good, but not good enough. Therefore we're right. going to blow it up. Yep. That's what you reserve that for, for teams like Carolina or the New York jets or the Cleveland Browns, all with great track records, by There's the way, a bunch, of, bunch of good. It did them. Bunch that's of good really them. the, you know, those are the teams that are truly at the forefront of the league. That's the uh, with all their Super Bowl wins, but uh, the yeah, the, the there is, I don't think, a, a sensible argument for like firing Mike Tomlin, but yeah, man, no. the coaching takes a toll on you, it's yeah, stressful. You uh, usually have to get into some pretty unhealthy habits, you don't exactly get a lot of time to like regularly work out or take the time to like eat well, right? Yeah. I mean, you're eating takeout and knocking back five hour energies, um, so. Yeah, yeah, man. I would, I would respect that. I, I think that's all right. And then it's just a weird situation for the Steelers. Or do they do this where they just kind of promote somebody from within to go be the guy for a year, but tell them, hey, if Tomlin comes back, Tomlin's the guy, and and keep that seat warm for him. Yeah, it could be interesting. Now, look, I, I think I am curious if this is all sort of much ado about nothing, and that you know, twenty twenty four, Tomlin's right back in the saddle coaching this Pittsburgh Steelers doing fine. You know what I mean? I'm curious to see if that's what's going to happen. I think that's probably the most likely thing to happen. I don't know if I could imagine being the stopgap guy, right? The, all right, you, you do this for a year, and then when he comes back, it'll all be good. Like outside of, outside of a head coach being suspended, not that I would know anything about that, uh, the, like, that's not really something that, that I would expect, uh, in the NFL. And so I, I, my, my imagination takes me to the, the very far grasp and reach of, I think Mike Tomlin is just going to be right back in Pittsburgh in 2024. <laughs> We're all going to have forgotten that we even had this conversation, but it is an interesting one because he's one of those names that always seems to come up after the years, after a season, it's kind of like the Andy Reid situation. Oh, is he going to retire? Is he not going to retire? All those other things, which I'm sure is a question that we'll be talking about when and if, or whenever the season ends for Kansas City, however it ends for Kansas City. So I'm going to be really interested in that.
But speaking of speaking of Kansas, oh, go ahead. Do you have something else on Tomlin? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, on this, I was just doing a quick research of of the Steelers staff. So they've got their interim offensive coordinator because they fired Matt Cannon right. in the middle of the season. Uh, Eddie Faulkner, he's a running backs coach. And it seems like the Steelers offense took a step forward with him. It seems like the, the Steelers yeah. organization oh, for really sure. likes him, right? So if Tomlin does step away, and I'm Eddie Faulkner, I've been in the NFL for just four years, spent 15 years in college ranks. Um, but the, the pros is a diff is a new ish step, at least in the, in yeah. the world of coaching four years is not much. Um, and I, and I'm thinking how I would respond if, if they were like, Hey, we want to give you the job, but if Tomlin comes back, we're going to put you back down to running backs coach. And there is a weird security in that because you know that like, there's no stakes here. You're yeah. here. All you got it. All you're here to do is win games. You're not here fighting for your job. You're not here trying to, uh, you know, beat anybody else out. You're not here trying to prove to yourself that you're better than Mike Tomlin or anything like that. No, you're just keeping the seat warm. Do your best. Let's go have a great 2024. And when the big guy comes back, I'll go back to doing the job I was doing. Get a little bit of experience, kind of with a safety net. Because if it is a disaster, well, that's fine. <laughs> then yeah. I get to go back into the ranks of position coaching and learn more. And if another opportunity comes up, then, you know, I've got that under my belt. Yeah. But then what if you're, what if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and the unlikely happens and that team goes 13 and four all the way to an AFC championship game and then Tomlin wants to come back the next year? Well, then you trade him for two first-round picks, and you're feeling pretty good, right? <laughs> you're like, you're like, you trade no, Eddie Faulkner good. for two first-round picks, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're Eddie good. Faulkner gets to go be a head coach forever, right? But it's it's like, <laughs> what's the worst that can happen to to Eddie Faulkner, right? He he does really. It's not like they're going to fire him mid-season, right? Yeah. Or or maybe they demote him or something. But if if you've already talked about it, the idea of going from head coach and then back down to running backs coach with the with the same team, it doesn't feel as punitive. Because yeah. you, like we knew this was the situation from the outset, you know. Yeah, and I guess you're honest about it. Yeah, and I guess you're spending the year as an interim. You know, my whole thing is always that like once you become a head coach, you can't accept a demotion on this on the same team. Like you can't be a head coach and then yeah, three you got to do the Pete Carroll thing where it's technically a promotion. Right, right. It's where it's like, you know, okay, yeah, we're going to just move you back to, you know, running backs coach. We're going to move you back to offensive coordinator, or defense coordinator or whatever. But I guess in this scenario, this hypothetic scenario, he's effectively the interim coach for that year anyway, because Tomlin is under contract and all this. Mm -hmm. other stuff. So I guess it makes sense if you're going in with that expectation, but boy, it would just be tough if like the circumstances worked out really well and everything. Cause then you lose a guy. And then what happens if Tomlin like retires a year after that and you could have had Faulkner, but then you did that. All. I don't know. There's just so many different things that can come <laughs> from that. Uh, I guess they, I'm doom spiraling. I'm doom spiraling. Just we're doom spiraling. Well, if we're gonna <laughs> yeah. doom spiral, then let's talk about the Cowboys and the and the Browns. I absolutely love it. As you know, every Tuesday here on the Locked NFL Podcast, Luke and I love to do some like and yike, where we go over what we liked from the week, what we didn't like from the week, and we're gonna start off with our yikes, which come down to the Dallas Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns, who got embarrassed in literally the worst possible fashions. Uniquely, though specific to both organizations. We have that coming <laughs> up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked in NFL, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on NFL is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And it's America's number one sportsbook for a reason. That's because you can get 150 bucks in bonus bet in bonus bets 
with any $5 bet, whether that bet wins or loses. So, for example, if you look at the Green Bay Packers, who are nine and a half point underdogs against the San Francisco 49ers, you think that's too high, you think that's too low, go lay down your bet. Whether or not you win or lose can even be on the Packers' money line, which is going to be pretty long odds. Uh, whether that wins or loses, you still get 150 bucks back in bonus bets. All you have to go, all you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash locked on when you sign up and you can get that 50, 150 bucks in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official partner of the NFL. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace medical. Jace has their flagship product, which is the Jace case, which carries five crucial antibiotics for you to have on hand in your own home, ready at a moment's notice, which doesn't feel like something you need until you really need it. Uh, they are great for treating a lot of very common uh, ailments like a UTI or a respiratory infection or a sinus infection, skin infection, all kinds of stuff like that. And if you do have to go to a doctor and get a prescription filled, that can be a really big headache with supply chain issues or even if you just live somewhere super rural and it's just kind of hard to get into town for that. This can be the clutchest thing in the world because you can have what you need on hand when you need it. So go to jacemedical.com, that's J-A-S-E medical.com, and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off of your order. That's jacemedical.com, offer code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get 20 bucks off your order. All right, fam, we are wrapping up today's episode of Locked On NFL with our yikes and likes, and we're starting off with the yikes, and I love it. I'm so pumped that I'm ready for this. Um, Let's hate but let's let's just let's just hey luke would you like to do the honors to get us started oh, yes. I, yours is so like just the the disappointment of these two organizations so specifically uniquely crafted for their own torture and torment was just so mwah, this weekend chef's kiss gotta love it browns fans this is for you because you didn't deserve this you didn't ask for Did this. not deserve this but my goodness, I like, I know that the Browns were just kind of happy to be there, right? Like they didn't have to, but, but my goodness, matching up with the Texans of all organizations, the teams that absolute team that absolutely doormatted you on the trade that that organization sold its soul for that Deshaun Watson trade, yeah. they mortgaged a half a decade of the Cleveland Browns to get Deshaun Watson in the building. He might've been benched. Like he might've been like, kind of like quiet quitting a little bit, <laughs> And you got Joe Flacco in the playoffs, right? Um, depending on how much you believe, like the the face value of injury reports, right? But not only are we dealing with that, we are getting smoked by the team that like directly benefited from all of that, and they're killing yeah, you with all of their youngsters yeah. that they got their new shiny new core of a team that genuinely looks like it is contending for the Super Bowl. They're heading to Baltimore and you know, Ravens fans aren't going great. We got the Texans, right? <laughs> I, I bet they were rooting for Cleveland in that one, <laughs> but what a, just a cosmic way to get absolutely flattened by the team that flattened you with the trade that you gave up all your karma for So good, Browns fans. Take catharsis in this. If you were upset with with your favorite football team, for whatever reason you would be upset with that Watson trade, whether it's moral or because you just think they paid too much, they got their comeuppance. They did. 
They did. And I love that it was handed to them by those same rookies. CJ Stroud, three touchdowns in that game, completed 76% of his passes. Uh, Will Anderson, uh, one sack, a tackle for a loss, and a hit on the quarterback. It was just such sweet, sweet justice to see it all come down the way that it did. And speaking of sweet, sweet justice, Luke, when you think about the Dallas Cowboys and, and the playoffs, what's the first thing you think of? Just just off the top of your head. Um, Can I say the word familiarity as a Vikings fan? Yeah. Choking. Yeah, yeah you know, choking. Looks, you know, ah, I get it, man. Yeah, moment just gets too big, you know, Dallas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and everything, man. and it gets, gets really man, tough out Dallas. there. Oh. This was it. This was, this was year, supposed guys. to be the year. This was the one, the best Dallas Cowboys team we've seen in some time, the number one offense in the NFL. Uh, and you have this fantastic defense, this phenomenal pass rusher and Micah Parsons. It was all coming together. Dak Prescott putting together what felt like it was probably going to be maybe an MVP campaign for a little while. We know that that's not the case. Lamar Jackson's the MVP. Get out of my face. But Dak Prescott made the argument for himself got himself in that conversation in the first place. This was supposed to be the season for the Dallas Cowboys. And not only, Luke, do they run into the familiar situation or choking it all away, but they do so to the familiar opponent, the seventh seed Green Bay Packers. We have been oh, yeah. here before, and it is just as tough as it was the first time and just as sweet as it is the second time. If you're somebody that's not the biggest uh, Dallas Cowboys fan out there, which let's face it, you're either a Dallas Cowboys fan or you're actively not a Dallas Cowboys fan. And that's usually the way that this goes. 48 to 32 exit because all of a sudden the uh, Green Bay Packers got their third franchise quarterback in <laughs> <Yeah>. a row. <laughs> and, and everyone in the nation realized it by knocking off the star uh, and everything. I mean, the the, the world yeah. brand that is the Dallas Cowboys was America's more, team. Yeah, it was <laughs> nothing everyone loves more, to see lose. Right. And nothing more than oh, the man. showcase for uh, Jordan Love. We have a new Mike America's McCarthy team couldn't happen anyway. to a nicer guy. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And we've had a new America's team for a little while anyway. And it's the Detroit Lions. And I think don't everyone, you tell, don't you except for Luke. I will never. That. No, that's. <laughs> I will move the goalposts until the day I die. <laughs> endlessly, <laughs> endlessly, and continuously, and unforgivingly, will yeah, move the no. goalposts. Uh, man, <sighs> for it, it's also like super cosmic for it to happen to Mike McCarthy this way. Yes, Mike McCarthy against his former team, the Green Bay Packers. Ah. Uh, uh, there's no Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Jones scores three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, against, like, it's different. Everything. Like <sighs> the the 2016 thing, and by the way, the indignity of the Cowboys having to be the first ever two seed to lose a wild card game. Right. Uh, yes, of course. Woof. The Yikes. um, but the like the the 2016 game was a heartbreaker. Right. It was this yeah. close, hard fought game. It was just this kind of gritty, hot Packers team that got hot at the right time. Yeah. This was just getting dunked on. Like this game yep. was over by halftime. Yeah. Uh, it was over by the middle of the second quarter. And yeah. you just see like these shots of Mike McCarthy on the sideline, just like, <laughs> like just looking like, oh, like he's about to throw gosh. up. <laughs> um, speaking of yes. games that were over by halftime, how about them Tampa Bay Buccaneers? This is hey. my life for the week. Is Baker Mayfield securing the bag? 
I, I feel like he's about winning paid. the NFC South. I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago on this show, doing the Yike and Like, and my like was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting making at least one real team in the NFC South that could be fun to watch in the playoffs. Well, they won a game. <laughs> they Baker Mayfield and, and took decidedly a decidedly so. We really thought that that Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans would be just like watching Caleb Williams, you know, by by Thanksgiving, right? right? And yeah. saying, "Oh, we're yeah. going to have the first or the second overall pick because we're just kind of determining to be not that great without Tom Brady, right? We're just, oh, let's go find our succession plan. We'll limp through." We thought that they thought they were going with trial Kyle Trask this year, right? Like <laughs> they thought Baker Mayfield was going to be a backup. Not only does he win the job, not only does he win the division. Now he's headed to the divisional round, going into Detroit. And I, I don't have the spread in front of me on FanDuel. I'll pull that up in a second. But it's probably not going to be as long as the Packers. Like, they're not even going to be yeah. the biggest underdog in the in the conference for the divisional round. Uh, he's he's brought something here to Tampa Bay. And, and I think I, I think Tampa Bay, has. I think he's earned the chance to see it out with Tampa. Yeah, I think so too. And, and he's very, very much going to get, I think, a new contract. I've got the spread here, by the way. Oh, you beat me to it. Um, I beat you to it. Uh, Tampa will be six-point underdogs, according to our friends at FanDuel, okay. up against the Detroit Lions. It's not even a touchdown. So might not well, even a touchdown. Might as well be a pick'em. That's right. That's right. So, look, it's a field goal plus home field advantage. Like, that's really all yeah, it is. Right. So it's anybody's yeah. game. Yeah, it's girl math, right? We just keep we'll just keep peeling the layers away until it's <laughs> until it's a pick'em. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, I mean, I look, I, I I'm supposed to hate it because Saints and everything, but you know, look, I, Baker, man, and I'm all about it for him. And you know, we'll see we'll see what it ends up turning into. I think that their kind of Cinderella run ends in Detroit, uh, but you know, we'll see we'll see the way that it all goes. I'm very excited to see uh, how it all goes through. All right, I'm going to wrap us up on my like here. I'll be super quick about this. Um, I just want to say thank you to the New England Patriots. Uh, the New England Patriots, who didn't do a lot of things right this entire season, um, making the move and you know Bill Belichick making the move away, them making the move away from Bill Belichick, however that actually worked out. Within 24 hours, they had Gerard Mayo pinned. Boom, there's our new head coach. And the reason why is because they put it in Gerard Mayo's contract when he signed on as the inside linebackers coach years ago that he would be the successor to Bill Belichick. So they identified Man. somebody that they really, really liked. They identified somebody that had the qualities that they felt were going to be good for a head coach, former player, follows the trend of where the NFL is going right now or has been as of late. Um, and just stuck with it and said, this is going to be our guy. And I love that. And the reason why I thank the New England Patriots for it is because as a black football analyst, one of the most just exhausting and honestly nauseating parts of the entire NFL season are the coaching searches because we just see the same cycles over and over again. I don't have to completely explain them. We all know it's the Rooney rule. It's this, that, and the other. Nobody gets looked at, yada, 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 and everything like that. And Robert Kraft and the um, and the New England Patriots just flipped all of that on their head and did something we've never seen before and did it with and for a black coach. And it's awesome. It's awesome to see. I love it for Gerard Mayo. I love it for the New England Patriots. Selfishly, I love it for myself because at least it's one of those positions that's open, that's going to somebody that this team identified very early, deserved it, and happens to be a black coach and will be one of the next black head coaches in the NFL. And I'm very, very excited about it. That's yeah, as quick as I could be on it. <laughs> great reason to root for the Patriots from here on out. <laughs> so I absolutely love it. All right. 
We absolutely love you. Thank you very much for being here for another episode of Locked On NFL. Don't forget tomorrow you'll get James and Chris answering the biggest questions from around the National Football League. I'm sure Chris will have some words to say about the Pittsburgh Steelers and what's going to happen there. So make sure you come through to hear all that. And I'm sure James is going to love every single second of it. Uh, so they'll be breaking all of that down and much more. For Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL, I am Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson. Although we appreciate you being here and for making us a part of your day every day here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.